Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Continental Tyres, AFL Trade Radio. Trade Afternoons for McDonald's, the McSpicy Range at Maccas. Can you handle the heat? Oh, yes, this is Trade Afternoons on a, well, what a start to the 2022 trade period. The trade request, of course, of Jason Horn Francis has lit a fire under this year's trade exchange window. Sam Edmund with you. On trade afternoons for McDonald's, the McSpicy range at Macca's. Can you handle the heat? And alongside me, well, he went to the monster trucks on Saturday and uh, fitting, really, because we are in for a monster trade <laughs> period. Sando, welcome. Thanks, Sam. Yeah, monster trucks was great. Um, it was loud. I forgot to take <laughs> headphones for my uh, six-year-old son, so he's got a he's got a headache today. But, um, yeah, it was awesome. Fantastic weekend. And uh, first weekend out of footy, though, first weekend without football. Um, so yeah, I, I was, I was a little, little bit lost come sort of Sunday yeah. afternoon. <laughs> I needed my fix. So, um, I did watch a little bit of Fox footy, uh, late on, um, Sunday night just to get a bit of, a uh, bit of footy into my system. But then of course the, the Horn Francis oh. news popped out on about eight o'clock last night. I think it, I, yep. it was the first time I saw it. And, and then <laughs> I was like in shock, like, I guess most of the footy industry that, um, that, yeah, this is obviously going to be a massive talking point. Um, all week until until this deal gets done, if it gets done. Exactly. Well, we'll get to that in a moment because I know you've got a theory or a, we want to workshop a few things around this deal. I went and did some tree surfing down the Mornington Peninsula at the yep. weekend. How'd that go? Uh, good, good. Uh, the better half, not so good. Uh, she might have backed <laughs> out pretty quickly, uh, exited stage left. But we stuck at it, had to take the plunge on a couple of things, and that's exactly what Jason or Francis has done. He's ripped the Band-Aid yeah. right off here, hasn't he? I mean, yep. Despite we we've documented it here on uh, on well on SEN and um and obviously in the early part of trade radio the difficult year he had the frustration he had towards the club, the club's frustration with him there yep. were, there was the the trip interstate without the club's knowledge there was a missed training session there was a refusal to do the ice bath there was the fact he was dropped for not maintaining professional standards and yet. If you're the player, you're probably thinking, well, what you advertised hasn't come to fruition. The, the coach yeah. has been sacked. The, there's a club-wide review. There's a change in the CEO. There's the uncertainty around Alistair Clarkson. Yeah, so you can see his side as well. But at the end of the day, Sando, we've seen this many times before. This is high stakes, yeah. and a deal's going to have to be struck between the two. And it has been in the works for at least a week now between North Melbourne and Port Adelaide. They haven't sat down for the first time today. So where it ends up will be very, very interesting. Oh, so they've already been. Yeah, they've already been chatting about it. Yeah, right? yeah. So um, the way Port's opening gambit was, you can have a first round pick this year, which is eight, and our future first round pick next year. Which look, if if Port have a good year, obviously could be as could be in the teens, well and truly in the teens. Right. Um, and then this fits into the Jack Graham situation. So Port Adelaide were into Josh Dunkley. They missed. They were into Jack Graham. They toured him through the facility. And then it was a, a thanks, but no thanks almost from both. We can flesh that out a little bit later on. 
and then it's become clear that Jason Horn Francis is in, and uh, that's when you need your picks in your kit bag to make that one happen. Well, Oof. yeah, this is going to be fascinating this next couple of hours talking this through. Absolutely. So uh, some deals that will get done today. Bobby Hill, that paperwork in train at the moment from GWS to Collingwood. Um, this was always likely to be the first deal done, yep. even right back to, to sort of the start of the year. Bobby Hill was always going to follow through on, on last year's attempted departure from the Giants. So he'll get himself down to Melbourne. It'll be a future second round pick. We await official confirmation from that. Blake Akers from Fremantle to Carlton will be for a future third. We await confirmation from that. Dan McStay, the free agent as well, needs to move. Liam Jones, those deals could be lodged as well. And then there's a really big one. Tim Taranto, another giant to Richmond, possibly for picks 12 and 19, given they have been separated. I know we did a what's the yeah. deal on that the sounds, two of them. That sounds fair, doesn't it? Taranto? 12 and 19 for Taranto? Yeah. I think so. Super player. I think both sides in that situation feel like it's a fair deal, which, you know, they're obviously they're the ones that get done. And yeah, he's he's a good player, Tim Taranto. Seven years we talked about last week, yep. which, is, um, which is a great get for Tim Taranto. Locks Richmond in um, as well. But yeah, I think the Giants... Although they would be disappointed to lose Tim Taranto, that probably seems about fair, that 12 and 19 pick going back to them. Uh, some breaking news as well. Andrew Thorburn has been appointed Essendon CEO, according to Mitch Cleary. So Andrew Thorburn is leading the review at the moment, Sando, which is interesting in itself, but immensely qualified. In fact, probably overqualified for this role, given he's the former uh, CEO of NAB, uh, the National Australia Bank, former CEO of the Bank of New Zealand as well, said to be an extremely sharp operator yep. who's led the review with aplomb, and now he's going to be the CEO. That's interesting, isn't it? Coming from that background, um, obviously not a sporting CEO background. Whether that matters or not, I'm not sure. But yeah, his experience, obviously, well, you, you mentioned in um, the cutthroat world of finance uh, to step into a... Uh, the cauldron of AFL, um, yeah. Obviously, if he knows the game, um, and obviously he would, he would know uh, everything about being a CEO. But yeah, footy, footy can be a little bit more challenging at times. A passion project, maybe for him, no doubt about that. So they've yeah. got their coach, they've got Brad Scott, uh, they've got their CEO Andrew Thorburn. Now they can really get to work. And yep. uh, we heard Adrian Dodora earlier. He said they're playing catch-up, and that's fair enough. Been really hard to lure players in while they don't have a coach. He said they're seriously interested in Gold Coast Jack Bowes. I mean, who wouldn't be? It's the best deal in the trade period, this one. Sun's obviously agreeing to uh, part ways with Bowes and pick seven for the right suitor, shedding some money from their tight salary cap. This is Jack Bowes' decision, though. He had a glut of meetings over the weekend with all of these potential clubs. So he's gone back to Queensland with a big decision to make. I still think Geelong are at the front of the queue here, and wow. that possibility still remains, Sando. Fantastic, they could get the three... Former first round picks in the door, an incredible uh, result that would be, and getting in well pick seven. But you'd think they'd have to use pick seven to get to get all those three deals done. But that is, that is regenerating on the run after winning a premiership. That's it's incredible to think the strong get stronger, but they're very well managed. They they are so um, well designed the way that their list has been built, um, and they just keep getting stronger and stronger, which is a credit to them. And Harry Mackay, the other big deal today, Sando, seven years extension uh, at the Blues, contracted anyway for next year. So it's another eight years at Carlton until 2030. So Cripps long-term, Kerno long-term, now Mackay long-term, um, both those forwards turning their backs on free agency. Tom DeConing, the next priority at Carlton, given he's out of contract uh, this time next year. It's, it's unusual now we're seeing, it's almost like those longer-term deals um, are in vogue now. We're, Clubs were really reluctant to give anything past about three years. That was almost the limit. You might get one of your, your A graders for four years, but all of a sudden clubs seem more confident and comfortable doing the 
seven-year deal, which is um, obviously Buddy did the 10-year deal. Um, but, yeah, seven mm. years is a long time to commit. A, a lot of water can go under the bridge. And we've seen what's happened with Brodie Grundy in Collingwood. That seven-year deal only got through a couple of years before yeah. Collingwood were looking to to move Brodie and um, uh, I guess take some of that money out of their salary cap. But, yeah, unusual. So all the fallout now with Jason Horn francis and I guess there'll be some collateral damage with this as well in terms of uh, players who might be involved, players that North Melbourne will ask for, players at Port Adelaide could potentially ask to be traded, uh, players from other clubs who could be tied into it, the Mitch Georgiades of the world, the Junior Rioli. So the fallout from a move this significant could be telling as the next uh, couple of weeks unfold. Maybe later on in the program we'll flesh this out a little bit deeper because you wanted to talk about the history of Contracted players will be made to stay and what's happened next. Yep. And then obviously we know the history of the players that have been moved or if they've stayed long-term or they've moved the following year because there is the possibility, of course, even if it's just on paper, that he has a contract to run at North Melbourne for one more year that he could be made to stay. Yeah, we should we should flesh this out because I know North fans uh, would be really disappointed today to wake up to the news, but... He's still contracted, so North can hold him to that. And most North fans, and I think probably most people in the footy industry, will just say, why would we keep him here if he doesn't want to be here? Um, But we've got seven or eight examples of recent examples where players have um, have been told, no, a trade will not be done, and we're going to make you play out your contract. And those players, good players, have gone on and had excellent seasons. So, And some have gone on and then re-signed long-term and had success, the yep. ultimate success. And then others have repeated the desire yep. 12 months on, like That's Bobby right. Hill, like Rory Lobb. So we'll, yeah, we'll flesh that out. Some interesting names there came back yeah. to mind, didn't they, when we were doing that um, before we came on air. Joe's texting as well, Sando. If picks 12 and 19 are Tim Taranto's value, then the Bulldogs cannot accept anything less for Josh Dunkley, who was a premiership player, 2019 BNF runner-up, 2022 BNF winner, and a likely future captain. That's Joe's take. Brett's in Broadmeadows. He wants to talk about Josh Dunkley as well. What kind of trade afternoons there, Brettie? Yeah. Oh, no, you can tell. You can tell just by the Oh, Brettie's obviously having a conversation uh, <laughs> unfamiliar with us. Uh, we might try him a little bit later on. No, sorry, Brett. We did keep him waiting for a while, so he's uh, chosen to take his conversation elsewhere. Um so we'll come back to all of that, I think, as uh, as the show unfolds. But just quickly before we get to our first break, just with the Port Adelaide manoeuvrings, and they desperately wanted another midfielder in. Yep. They went for Josh Dunkley. They missed. And then they went for Jack Graham. Now, Jack Graham's contracted for another couple of years at Richmond. Now, from what I've been told, isn't desperate to leave. It was simply that if another suitor came with something that was appealing enough, and I think we spoke about it, he would consider it. With Tarano coming in, Hopper coming in, wants that guaranteed midfield time. From South Australia, Port Adelaide reach out. Yep. So the way these conversations work, Sandra, you will know, is that the player like that is reluctant to put their head above water, you know, and expose themselves as potentially wanting to move unless they've given as much assurance as they possibly can that we'll get this deal done. We're committed to you. You're, you are a priority. Now, Jack Graham had all those assurances. They get over there. The cameras are waiting at the airport. The cameras are at the ground. He's film walking with Ken Inkley. The cat is well and truly out of the bag. The meeting goes very well. The tour goes very well. There's a pick earmarked, a second rounder. Looks like it's going to get done. Then the Jack Graham camp perhaps go a little bit suspicious. Port have gone a little bit quiet. What's oh, no. going on? Oh, no. What's happening here? Oh, no, we, we, we might not be able to get the deal done. We might not be able to get the deal done. And then it becomes clear when we wake up this morning or last night 
that Jason Horn Francis is on the hook. Now, maybe this is fair enough because player managers do it to clubs. Clubs do it to player managers. Port Adelaide clearly thinking, we might not get Jason Horn Francis. He might not signal putting the trade request. But we're interested in Jack Graham too. We can't have both. So let's proceed with Jack Graham. And if Jason comes through, then wow, it's ruthless business, isn't it? Because wow. Jack Graham now goes back to Richmond and that will be he'll be fine. Richmond supporters understand, I'm sure. But he still had to go through the whole thing of going over there, being filmed, going through the process, and then thanks but no thanks. Wow. I didn't know that. That's disappointing, isn't it? But is it a reality? Is it a disappointing reality? But it is disappointing because these things come down to trust between everyone, don't they? The clubs, the player managers, the players, the clubs. And it's a the more player movement we get, the more ruthless it's it's going to be, and I guess this is where ethics, you know, come into play, don't yeah. they? It's it's well, perhaps um, I'm just trying to think here, Sam. Maybe they could have done it better. Where where, um, but I know now the media are so good at identifying when players are flying in on you know flight manifests, and they can they don't you know, and obviously the media get a bit of a, a smell in the air if a player's going to do a tour. But could have they done it a bit more secretive? I'm not sure, but. But I think it's probably better that it's out in the open, right? Yeah, and if yeah. it, if the deal doesn't get done, and um, probably better to be a bit more, uh, you know, have a bit more clarity, I guess, for everybody. You know, Jack Graham's coming across. If you want to get a photo of him, you know, I'm not going to try and hide him. He he's keen to have a look, and we'll see how we go. Mm. Um, rather than try and uh, try and um, you know get him on a flight and sneak him through the airport and then sneak him and across the ground. and Look, you know, it's dog-eat-dog, dog, isn't it? I mean, good. some people will say good on Port Adelaide because you've got to have your priorities. It's not like you go for one fish and if you miss that fish, you, you end up with no catch. I mean, you've got to, you know, you've been in there. You've seen the yeah. whiteboards. We spoke about it last week. You've got to have plan A, B, C, and D. It was just happened that this one was so public and yeah. a player at a big club in Richmond who is contracted, who would have been wrestling with it anyway, has been left without a, uh, well, without a new home anyway at the end of the day. Port Adelaide GM of football, we'll ask him. Chris Davies is going to join us out of 1.30. So he's got a lot going on at his football club with Jason Horn francis uh, looking to join the power. So you've got a question you'd like us to ask Chris Fire through to us here on Trade Afternoons. 0419 is the text number. Give us a call too. 1-300-23-55-48. Like Brett did in Broadmeadow, should we give him another crack? No, he's still having that conversation off air, so... Um, we might just uh, hang up and get Brett to ring us back if he wants to have his say. Before we get to the break, though, Sano, Matty in Paran text in. Shout out to Nick Austin, Carlton's list manager. In the same season he has signed Walsh, Kerno, Cripps and Mackay, all to long-term deals for modest coin, Matt says, sensational effort and could legitimately set us up for the next decade with the flow-on effect to the next generation. We might try Brett again in Broad Meadows. Yep. Brett, have we got you? Yes. Yes, yes, you do. Thank you. Sorry, mate. Sorry to keep you waiting. Yeah, no problem. Um, I'm just just wondering, um, over the weekend, um, has there been any more um, players that might be traded out for draft picks to uh, help us get Josh Dunkley? Uh, oh, you're talking about the Brisbane Brisbane Lions? No, no, nothing yet. The trade period only opened uh, this morning, though, Brett. So, um all those mechanisms are now at uh, Brisbane's disposal. And as we've spoken about a lot, Sando, they've got some significant work to do there in terms of bringing in the father-son picks. They might have to trade it for Jack Gunston as well. Um, listening to um, Mark McKenzie, the Hawthorne list manager, he wasn't sure where that sat in terms of Gunston, whether he would be free agent or they'd get a pick back from Brisbane given the Dan McStay yeah. uh, compensation picks. Well, it, is, it is a good question from Brett, though. I know Brisbane fans would be so excited with the news that um, obviously Dunkley and Gunston looking to come in, but 
We went through it last week, Sam. This is a really good, strong list now with a spillover of talent in a, in a variety of positions. So if you're a Brisbane fan, as excited as you are, you're still probably a little bit nervous about what you do have to give up for these players to come in. I know yeah. Gunston will be um, almost for free because of his age, um, but but Dunkley and, um, yeah, he's, he's, he's worth, you know, first-round talent or a similar player going back the other way. So... It's, it is a wait and see for Brisbane because you would be sort of sitting on the edge of your seat uh, knowing what they would have to give up. Yeah. And, and as that texter pointed out earlier, Tim Taranto, that Richmond are willing to cough 19, up 12 yeah. and 19. We think at this point anyway, we'll see how that uh, comes out in, in the wash. Um, right. We'll get to a break. Uh, Devin Robinson's the other name that's been linked to a move out of Brisbane, but they love that player. So yeah. I, I can't see that happening at this point in time. I know he's been linked with a move back to WA, but uh, all things looking like he will stay at the moment. So Chris Davies, uh, GM of Football at Port Adelaide, to join us out of uh, 1.30. Stack of audio today, given all the list managers met at Marvel Stadium. Josh Gabalek did a magnificent job as their man on the ground for Trade Radio down there earlier. So we'll play some audio throughout the afternoon. Sam Edmund and Brenton Sanderson with you right here on Continental Ties, AFL Trade Radio. Continental Tyres, engineered in Germany and proven in Australia. Trade Afternoons for McDonald's. The McSpicy range at Maccas. Can you handle the heat? Oh, Sando's here as well. Sam Edmund with you for Trade Afternoon. Sando, uh, the weather's warmed up and you've got the T-shirt on. I tell you what, you are yep. spending far too much time in the gym putting me to shame <laughs> here this afternoon. Bloody hell, I still pull the jumper on. Uh, the Beaumont's news update uh, time. Josh Gabalik, uh, he's been busy today, no doubt about that, reporting the paperwork is being completed for Bobby Hill. So Collingwood will send a future second round pick to the Giants, as had been forecast. So GWS, that's one down. We know that Tanner Bruin wants out, Jacob Hopper and Tim Taranto as well. But Toby Bedford is committed to them coming back the other way. So the Giants will work to do a trade with Melbourne on that. We mentioned Andrew Thorburn, appointed Essendon CEO, according to Channel 7's Mitch Cleary. He's currently leading Essendon's external review, former CEO of NAB and the Bank of New Zealand. And Essendon list manager Adrian Dodoro has insisted the club is seriously interested in Gold Coast Jack Bowes. The Suns are prepared to part with both, uh, both Bowes and pick seven, shedding some money from that tight salary cap. Tylers, if you need stock fast, well, Beaumont Tiles are ready to help with over 115 outlets stocked up. Now, we'll play the audio later, but the Fremantle list boss, David Walls, echoing uh, the thoughts of their GM of footy, Peter Bell, from a little while back, Sando on Rory Lobb. You to yep. run on a contract again. Really, really strong <laughs> on the fact they're going to hold him to that contract. Yep. I think we all think it's going to go through. Bit of tough talk, bit of bargaining. At the moment, Rory Lobb is staying put at Fremantle. They're not budging. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um a lot of texts here on Taron Thomas. I'll just say this. Nothing official. So he hasn't requested a trade-out. I'm simply saying that there is a chance it could happen. It might not, but it's certainly a live prospect. We know earlier this year there were talks um, from his camp and Gold Coast about a potential move up to the Suns. He did recently re-sign, but I'm told that's a live proposition at the moment. We'll watch this space on Taron Thomas. I just wouldn't rule it out at the moment. Just when you thought it couldn't get any worse for North Melbourne, that would certainly um, be another blow if, if it was to happen. Adams in Thornbury, uh, Sando, he wants to talk about Tom Mitchell and his potential move to the Pies. Welcome, Ads. Uh, hi. Um, is Has uh, Bobby Hill's trade been confirmed yet? Yes, it has, Adam. Yep, Bobby Hill will uh, will be playing for Collingwood next year. That's uh, just being finalised as we speak. 
Okay. Um, and will Tom Mitchell come to Collingwood? I think he will, Adam. Yeah. Now, this one's got a bit to play out. This one will take a lot longer than the Bobby Hill one, and we know Collingwood have got a, a lot of other irons in the fire that they need to make happen. But I think there's no other avenue for Tom Mitchell. It's Collingwood or he stays at Hawthorne. But I think he'll get there, Sando. I think he'll be playing for Collingwood. Yeah, we went through all the lists last week, Sam. We had a really good look at uh, the, pl- the the teams that already have a, a Tom Mitchell type. And we, we discussed, um, I guess, in depth how clubs can't really carry two of those sort of players at the moment. You can have one. Um, so he probably feels like the right fit for the Pies and he comes at a discount um, and would be a nice regular inside mid there to, I guess, complement what Collingwood mm. have already got. So, um, yeah, it sounds like that deal will get done. And um, obviously Graham Wright, the GM of football at Collingwood, knows him really well in his situation. And, um, yeah, you'd expect that deal to get done um, at some point during the trade period. Thanks for the call, Adam. Marcus is in Narry Warren. We'll just whip through a few on the open line uh, before we take a break for Chris Davies at Port Adelaide. How you going, Marcus? Uh, not to bad yourself. Yeah, good. What's on your mind? Oh, I guess I just want to know. I mean, with Melbourne, we've got Bedford leaving. We've got Jackson, um, maybe a few others as well. Oh, Hunt as well. But I guess apart from Grundy, who is there anyone else that we're targeting? I just feel like we're crying out for some positions. Like, we need someone, a beautiful kick who can just connect to forward, but is there anyone else that we're looking at? Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a really interesting one. We talked about Melbourne last week, and they are still a very young squad, as strange as that might sound with the success that they've had recently. Their midfield is stacked, so Petraka, Oliver, Viney, Brayshaw, Harms, um, Langdon, James Jordan. So I think their midfield, you can't probably get any better than what they've got there at the moment. I mean, I love their defence as well with – with May and Lever, Salem, um, Hibbard, um, Harrison Petty, who could potentially swing forward. We see what he what he did late in one of those finals when he, he went forward and had an impact. But it's interesting if they if they lose Jackson and, and Grundy comes in, um, just what they do with their forward line. That's probably the area in twenty twenty two that just didn't quite settle down like the midfield and defence. So with Brown and Fritch, it feels like you know Tom McDonald needs to come back into that forward mix somewhere um, and obviously Neil Bullen and and Charlie Spargo have been those really damaging sort of small smaller type forwards with Pickett um, yeah Wiedemann's the one I think Sam that that he, he has to take the next step this year it's it, he's the one that feels like he's sort of floating between a potential trade um, and and maybe staying and trying to take that next step trying to fight that sort of key position spot in that forward line off of Ben Brown but um it's it's interesting call. I just I think they'll just get stronger um, through through the draft, Melbourne, mm. um, outside of the Grundy trade if that one does go through. And like we discussed last week, Sam, it'll be interesting to see how they structure up their twenty two. If blo- if both Gorn and uh, Brody Grundy play in that in that same team, I know Melbourne fans will say they did it pretty successfully with Jackson and Gorn, but Brody Grundy is not the same sort of player as what Luke Luke Jackson is. So. Whether Gorn spends more, t- uh, more more time forward and Grundy in the ruck, we'll have to just wait and see. I think so, Marcus. I think it'll just be Grundy. They did have a very small interest in Josh Corbett going back away, but he obviously um, spent the weekend in Perth and met with some met with the clubs over there. So I think we can put a line through that one. But uh, you say apart from Brody Grundy, that's a pretty big deal to to bring into your football club anyway, and we'll, we'll change the shape of their list. Braden's in uh, Ballarat before we take a break for Chris Davies there. Welcome, Braden. Hey guys, I just want to know with the points deficit, 
if Brisbane go on the deficit and trade away their future first round pick, does it go on to twenty four or does it affect Ooh. the Bulldogs or what? That, there. That's a very good question you ask, Braden. I'm not sure if Sando knows the ruling behind that. I know the rule, yeah. obviously, if you you keep your, your first pick because you're sliding back a handful of selections depending on things. But do you no, know? he's right. Yeah, you can't you can't go so far into deficit that you like you still need to have picks later in the draft. Um, I know what it does. In fact, it, it impacts where you move next year with in the first round. Yeah. What if you don't have a first round pick next year? Though? I think you. Oh, that sort of thing. I don't know the exact rules. Yeah. I could try and. Um, make a call during one of the breaks and find out exactly how far you can go in a deficit. But having been in that, um, that game before that, uh, having to play that game, I, yeah. I know that, yeah, you can't, you can't trade away the farm, I guess is the term The you can't, you can't just go so far in a deficit to the detriment of your future. So there is, there is a rule in place, but I know well, probably one of our listeners will be able to, will be able to text in the exact rule as well, but we can get on the phone and find that out as well. Never scared of a bit of homework here, Braden. We'll no. get to work on it for you and we'll try to give you an answer as best we can before the show's done today. Appreciate uh, the question. Uh, it's Continental Tyres, AFL Trade Radio. Continental Tyres, engineered in Germany, proven in Australia. We'll take a slightly earlier break, uh, if you don't mind, because on the other side of this, we wanted to clear the decks for the Port Adelaide GM of football, Chris Davies. And Chris is up next. Stay with us. Trade Afternoons for McDonald's. The McSpicy Range at Maccas. Can you handle the heat? Well, the revelation that Jason Horn Francis had requested a trade out of North Melbourne last night rocked the football world. The teenager wants to join Port Adelaide and, of course, now talk quickly and attention quickly turns towards how the power might satisfy North Melbourne with a trade for Jason Horn Francis. Number one draft pick 12 months ago, a year to run on the contract, of course, at Arden Street. And we really appreciate the time at a busy time of the Port Adelaide General Manager of Football, Chris Davies. Thanks a lot for joining us this afternoon, Chris. No worries. If I may ask where things sit right now with this with this trade request from Jason and, and the negotiations that might be taking place between uh, you and North Melbourne. Yes, I mean, Jason Cripps and Brady Rawlings from, from North Melbourne are uh, obviously you know, looking to work through a deal that, that's good for both parties at the moment. Um, you know, not much has happened today from a, um, from a trade perspective around the the competition we've been sat in our office here waiting for a, for a bit of action to happen. It looks like it's pretty pretty quiet at the moment, but uh, I'm sure that both of those guys will work on a deal over the next period of time. Chris, what do you think is adequate compensation for a, a player like Jason Horn Francis? Oh, look, I mean, that, as I say, that's something that um, that Cripper here and and Brady will work through. You know, I certainly don't want to. Um, leave this conversation already not acknowledging that um, that Jason is a is a really good player and and ultimately the, the club will be willing to to work with North Melbourne to find a, the the right trade and and the right um, outcome for both parties. So obviously the club um, Port Adelaide have been um, chasing a, a midfielder and, and Josh Dunkley was a player I'd interest in and, and Jack Graham as well. When did it become clear that Jason Horn Francis was a possibility for you? Look over the last week or so, um, you know, we've had some contact with with Jason's um, you know manager and, and also his family. So, I mean, look, things really progressed over the last let's say seventy two hours or so. But we probably you know over the last week had had contemplated whether this was going to be a deal that that uh, you know both Jason was willing to do and also North Melbourne. So, um, you know, it's been been seventy two hours the the period of time that things have certainly progressed, but. 
yeah, we, we thought over the last week that there was a chance and, and we're pleased that we ended up in the position that we have today. So, Chris, I know the news sort of broke for us publicly last night. How long would these sort of discussions be going on with with um, Horn Francis's manager? Is it something that sort of just, you know, you occasionally check in or when when does it start to get serious? Yeah, I mean, Sando, you, you're aware, um, having been over in South Australia for a period, you know, both clubs over there have to stay in contact with yep. the managers of, of um, South Australian players or links with South Australia over a period of time. So you know, that's one thing that Jason, he does a number of things well, but he certainly does this well, is, is staying in contact with the managers around the place in order to, to get a, an understanding of where things are going to end up. Um, yeah, we certainly, as I say, things have progressed over the last week, um, specifically with regard to, to Jason Horn francis and, and we're pleased that it has. But, yeah, as I say, the last 72 hours are probably when you know, Jason made his decision to say that he wanted to be at Port Adelaide and then you know, certainly making North Melbourne aware over the weekend. And you mentioned Jason Cripps, your list manager, probably one of the best in the business. And Port Adelaide are not afraid to do deals, I know, for bringing players in that you think are going to help your program. And this is probably as big as, it's, as, big as it gets. But when you look at uh, guys like Aaliyah and Trent McKenzie, Ryan Burton, um, who else? Uh, Charlie Dixon, Jeremy Finlayson, um, Fantasia. Yeah. So, I mean, Port Adelaide have got a fantastic history of attracting players to their club. What do you, what do you put that down to? Oh, look, you know, we're, we're targeted in the type of players that, that we want to bring in, but also, you know, I think ultimately, Sando, we, you know, we're, we're fair and reasonable in, in yep. regard to wanting the deal to be done. I mean, there's no point going into these types of negotiations thinking that you've got to get a win every time. It's just not yep. the way that um, deals get put together. So, you know, we, we're going into it understanding that, um, you know, Jason Horn francis is, is a really good player of... of high-quality talent, and, and we know that we're going to have to um, provide something to North Melbourne that, that is um, you know, commensurate with his ability level. And, and Jason Cripps, from our perspective, always goes into those things, trying to, trying to work with the other club to get the deal done. And I'm sure that both, um, both Cripper for us and, and Brady for North Melbourne you know, will uh, we'll work on you know, what the deal looks like over the next period of time, and, and obviously we hope to get things done. Now, what about you, Chris? I know... Um most of the football programs now across the AFL would be shutting down for a decent break. And obviously your role as GM, so in season you're managing the football program. Now off season you're managing player movement and staff changes and obviously contracts. When do you get your break? Yeah, look, I mean, obviously disappointingly, Sano, I had a bit of a break during the final series. So that was, yeah, uh, good point. Yep. That was not the type of, of break that you want, but um now, look, I'm I'm really fortunate to have you know a group of guys from from a list and and um, recruiting perspective who are who are pretty experienced. You know, um, you know Jeff Parker, Anthony Park, and Michael Riggan, Brian Anderson. You know, guys who do a, a fantastic job for us. So um, look, right now I'd I'd suggest that I'm probably just the the good looking front man, Sando, who can, yeah. who can um, do some of the media hmm. and just let um, let those guys do the stuff behind the scenes. But um, no, very fortunate to, to have a, a group of experienced people who are working on these things now. Now, we ran, we ran over your list last week, and we're very bullish on Port Adelaide rebounding really strongly next year. The list looks like it's, it's ready to go again. Just for the Port Adelaide listeners, so I know, I mean, Port Adelaide fans are a bit unique. They know every player on the list, but can you, can you mention three or four names that um, we might not have heard of 
I guess, in the mainstream, but you feel like your improvement will probably come from next year. Some of those those young kids that have played a bit of SANFL footy and are ready to go. Yeah, well, look, I mean, look, I think our main improvement at, at AFL level will certainly come from the likes of you know, Jace Burgoyne, who's, who played some AFL footy at the end of last year, who we really think has got some, um, you know, some, some ability. You know, I think ultimately, you know, Connor Rosie, Zach Butters getting better. But, you know, if, you, if you're talking about SNFL guys, you know, Dante Vicentini is a, is a guy, um, a young ruckman at our club who, who um, has also played some key position stuff, who we think, you know, has got a, a really bright future. You know, we saw a little bit of Sam Hayes at, at AFL level, but he's another guy who we think, you know, has, has still got some steps to, to take forward. Um, Ollie Lord is another guy who, a uh, key position player, played at both the forward end and, and defensive end last year at, at SNFL level, who we think, you know, can also, you know, play some, play some footy. And, and Jake Pacini, who is a key defender for us, who unfortunately did his knee early last year, I think he would have definitely played some AFL footy if he, if he hadn't done that. Unfortunately, he actually did his knee in the same week that um, Tom Jonas was out with COVID, so he, he would have he would have got that spot. So it was a really frustrating period of time for for Jake. But um, we we've got some young guys who we think can certainly push. Um, you know our our current you know I guess the the AFL players that you see quite regularly. So you know really comfortable with that depth that are that are coming through. But also you know wanting to add some some good players through this trade period. Speaking of Port Adelaide General Manager of Football, Chris Davies. Chris, just one last one on Jason. Horn Francis, do you think there could be a possibility that, that players could be involved going back the other way to, in the trade ultimately? Oh, look, yeah, I, mean, I guess that's that's one thing that um, that uh, North Melbourne and, and our guys will will contemplate. Um, you know, I think right now we'd be we'd be suggesting that you know we want to add Jason to our existing group of players. Mm. So it's not something that we've um, contemplated. We, you know, we we don't want to bring Jason in and, and let. You know, other players who we think are going to be helpful for us at, at AFL level go, um, but you know, I'm sure that you know with North Melbourne um, we'll we'll have a think about that, and and if the time comes, then you know, we'll have to consider it as well. But right now, you know, our preference would be to to deal from a, a draft selection capital perspective and and go from there. But you never say never through this period, do you? You've got to keep your eyes open mm. to to all of the possibilities. And, and as I say, that's one thing that uh, I think you know our guys do really well. How did things end with Jack Graham? Obviously, did a tour of the facility, and the cameras were there to to, to capture it all. How did it end with um, with the Richmond midfielder in the end? It was obviously a, a player of interest there, at least for a little while. Yeah, it's been hard to dodge the the, uh, the cameras, Sam. To be honest, we, we um, I think the South Australian media are, are stalking out the airport, so we might have to um, spend a little bit more money getting getting bugs delivered to South Australia on a bus or something like that in, in the future. If we need to avoid it, but um, Oh, look, you know, I mean, things things ended with Jack in a in an amicable fashion. Um, you know, I think from from his perspective, you know, he he toured the facility. You know, probably made the decision in the end to um, to stay where he is, and we understand that. You know, we we've gone through this um, process during the the trade period a number of times, where you um, where you speak to players, and ultimately they they don't all end up choosing your club and. And that's fine, you know. You've, you, but you've got to be in it to win it, and I think that that's um, part of what um, you know we want to be doing. We're not shy to um, to you know, have the right conversations with players, and as I say, some of them work, some of them don't. Um, you know, in Jack's situation, he's made the decision to 
to um, to stay at Richmond. Um, you know, we're we're pleased with where things have ended up for us as well. So, sorry, just quickly, just to clarify, that was the players' decision, not Port Adelaide's. Oh, look, yeah, you know, I think it's fair to to suggest that the the media um, around Jack making the decision to um, to stay at Richmond was was the right decision for him, um, and ultimately probably was the right decision for us, considering you know we need to. Um, keep the the draft capital that we have in order to prioritise um, you know, Jason Horn Francis to come into our club. Were you disappointed with the conversation for for Carl Amon in the end? Oh, not really. Um, you know the, the, that you know the, the way that the AFL worked that out um, is uh, uh, is their business. I mean, we we thought that it was probably going to end up there. We were hopeful for for something a little bit better. I mean, I was. More interested in the end, in into the way that the, uh, the the AFL's formula got passed on from Ken Wood to Ned Guy, um, whether it, whether it comes in an envelope or an email or, <laughs> or the way that it actually works, because it's this mythical sort of um, um, you know way of going about things, isn't it? But um, mm-hmm. no, nah, look, yeah, we we thought it was going to be in you know, end of first round, second round selection, and um, that's where it ended up. Just with that compensation pick, which I think sits at twenty seven at the moment. Do you think that would be enough to satisfy West Coast for Junior Rioli, or will you go about that particular move a different way? No, look, I think both both clubs um, are committed to, to trying to make a, a deal happen there. Obviously, with Junior um, suggesting that he wanted to come to Port Adelaide a couple of weeks ago, I know that um, that um, you know our guys and and um, Rowan O'Brien at West Coast has been. Has been you know they've been working on that for the last period of time, so I'm sure that you know we'll, we'll get to an outcome there that's fair for both parties over the next week or so. Um, you know, understanding again that you know we, we we're in the market for a number of players, and so we're going to have to be able to work out the way that we can you know rationalise our selections in order to to get multiple deals done. Chris, before I let you go, I don't want to, and I apologise for pressing on this, but just with players involved for Jason or Francis, if it gets to that, I know we canvassed it moments ago, but I mean, Port Adelaide supporters listening will be wondering, oh, you know, is he going to go? Could he go? And there's a range of different players here from, you know, Zach Butters at one end to, to Josh Sin, who's just got there, to Miles Bergman, who's perhaps interested in a move back to, to Melbourne. Xavier Dersma is another one who's had a difficult season. Is there a, a group? that's untouchable there? Or can you rule any of them out for us? Or where does it sit in terms of the, the players that may, may not be involved, appreciating the fact there's a lot of water to go under well, the bridge? Yeah, I mean, I think the, the easiest way for me to, to answer that question is not one of those players have suggested that they want to leave Port Adelaide and, and nor have we contemplated um, any of those guys leaving Port Adelaide. So, um, you know, I know that there's been a number of names who have been um, suggested around the place. Generally speaking, it's um, you know Victorian players who who mm. you guys might consider want to come back to Victoria. But um, and even the conversation with regard to Mitch Georgiard is going back to Perth. I mean, mm. um, you know, we we have those discussions with the players as they exit, and not one of them has suggested that they want to leave Port Adelaide. And as I say, we we haven't contemplated um, any of those leaving. Um, you know, our, our job right now is we want to leave the the trade and draft period with a better list than what we've got. Um, you know, so right now we're certainly not thinking about any players leaving our club and, and certainly not who are of the calibre of the ones that you've um, just mentioned there, all of whom you know, have contracts with the club who have suggested they want to stay and most of them have been regulars in our AFL team. 
Chris, as we said off the top, it's a really busy time for you, obviously, day one of the trade period, and you've got plenty going on. So I really appreciate you slicing off a few minutes to join us. Thanks a lot. No worries. No worries. Have a good day. Thanks, guys. That's the Port Adelaide GM of football, Chris Davies Sando. They're, they're busy, but for good reasons. They've yeah. got a star player wanting to come to their club, which is always a good problem to have. Yeah, things get really busy for them now. Um, of course, now they've got to try and negotiate the opportunities that are presented in front of themselves. But like I mentioned, they've got a great history, Port Adelaide, of bringing in free agents and trades. And um, players do want to go there. It's, it's, mm. they've, they've done a really good job there, despite missing the finals this year. We know um, how, how passionate that, that Port Adelaide footy club is. So, um, yeah, another feather in their cap that a number one pick from last year after one season at North Melbourne requests a trade to go to their football club. So they would be thrilled. Now the hard work starts. Trade afternoon. Sam Edmund, Brenton Sanderson with you. It's for McDonald's, of course. The McSpicy range at Macca's. Can you handle the heat? And it's all right here on Continental Tyres, AFL Trade Radio. Continental Tyres, engineered in Germany and proven in Australia. Trade afternoons for McDonald's. The McSpicy range at Macca's. Can you handle the heat? Yeah, Riley, it's certainly something we'd consider. We, um, we've made it made it quite well known that we're trying to get a bit more mature on our list. Um, you know, we, we hope to bring in Griffin Lorig and, and Darcy Tucker throughout this period. And um, if there's the chance to, to get a player in this deal as well, then we'll certainly look at it, uh, whether it be from Adelaide or Port Adelaide. So that's Brady Rawlings a little bit earlier on, uh, on whether they will ask for players for Jason Horn francis Of course they will ask for players, Sando. We know that since Clarkson yep. was announced, Alistair Clarkson was announced as coach, they have sought about adding some mature players from other clubs. Some of those names Brady Rawlings just mentioned, they definitely have to ask for players. If it is going to be that uh, pick eight and then a future first, get a player in on top of that. So we're going to do what's the deal a little bit later on. And it seems topical that we do it on Jason Horn francis Yep. So we'll flesh that out a little bit later on. And as we, we put the questions to Chris Davies, the GM of football at Port Adelaide before the break, um, you never say never through this period, do you? So I think there's probably a, a, an acceptance at Port Adelaide that these questions are going to be asked of their players and then Port are going to have to potentially tiptoe around the list to see who they can make available and where they're going to be open, which is a, a sensitive yeah, topic. It is. And I'm just thinking now, Sam, obviously this time of year, players, as I said before, when Chris Davies was on air that... This is when football programs shut down across the industry and players have their breaks, but you've got to have your phone on because um, if you're a player at a club, um, at any point you might be uh, linked or possibly your name could be brought up with another club to, yeah. to move. So you could be on holidays anywhere in the world or you could just be relaxing at home and <laughs> you get that, uh, that fateful phone call that says, mm. um, listen, uh, this is a difficult conversation to have, but we're after player X and we'd like to put you up as part of the deal. Well, Ryan Burton comes immediately to mind in yep. the Chad Wingard deal from a few years ago now. And he Spot wasn't on. happy. He was not happy at all. He did not want to go. And that trade was forced upon him. And in the end, he had to go. He, would he change it now? Probably not. But at the time, it's a, it's a painful shock for players. Well, I think he was in, he might have been in Vegas at the time yep. and got the call. They want to trade you. He no, I've shocked. been with players, Sam. Even back in my day when I was a player and – I've been with players who um, yeah, have just been relaxing on holidays and they get a phone call that says, um, well, from their, from their manager saying uh, that, yeah, can we have a quick phone call when you get a chance? There's some, there's some stuff brewing back home. What's the deal up next on Trade Afternoons? And as unlikely as it might be looking at it now, what would happen if Jason Horn francis ended up staying yep. at North Melbourne, of which there is 
some plentiful and recent history of players being made to do exactly that. And this is where you've done some forensic-style uh, homework, Sando, before we came on air about players who have done that. Yeah. Do you want to go through now, Sam? No, let's do it out of two o'clock. Okay. Let's just tease it for nice now. Nice little teaser. To yeah. Break. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> need to get to a break. And when we do, we'll come back. As we will to Harrison and Josh, who have called in from Adelaide and Preston, respectively. Great to have your company on Trade Afternoons. It's for McDonald's and McSpicy Range at Macca's. Can you handle the heat? And it's all going down here on day one of the 2022 trade period on Continental Tires, AFOD Trade Radio. Continental Tires, engineered in Germany, proven in Australia. Trade Afternoons for McDonald's, the McSpicy Range at Macca's. Can you handle the heat? Oh, yes, and there's plenty of heat around on this day one of the 2022 trade period. Just a quick text before we get to some calls here, Sando, because this was something I was exploring a little bit earlier on in regards to the Jason Orn Francis trade. Do Port get West Coast with pick two and Rioli involved in the Jason Orn Francis trade? Now, thought it might have been – what if – Rioli and pick two went to Port Adelaide for Mitch Georgiades and pick 27, which is the compensation for Carl Amon. So West Coast will get Georgiades, a player they're definitely interested in, and pick 27. And in return, Port Adelaide get Junior Rioli and pick two. Pick two gets moved to North Melbourne as the pillar of the Jason Haunt Francis trade. The, like only, the only problem with that is that Mitch Georgiades doesn't want to go anywhere. He's absolutely yeah. rock solid uh, on Port Adelaide. And as we heard from Chris Davies moments ago, um, he has never mentioned one hint or skerrick of wanting to be traded anywhere. So he's invested um, at the power. He's a West Australian, of course, hence the link. And we know West Coast have been interested ever since his draft year. So. Gee, it's, an, it's a fair trade, though. Be a big one. It's a fair trade, yeah. It's, uh, yeah it, that could get done. I like it, Sam. That makes a lot of sense, it doesn't does, it? It does, yeah, yeah. Just, just sign off on it now, Sando. you just got to convince George Artis that to return back to Western Australia to play for the Eagles, yeah. that And Which, that could take some convincing. Gee whiz, I like it. But who knows? Players have different motivations for returning all the time. But as we said, at the moment, not happening. Josh is in uh, Preston. Josh, welcome. Yeah, hello. Um, I want to ask, is there anyone coming to the Western Bulldogs? Oh, well, there is, Josh. In fact, we thought maybe today you'd get Liam Jones over the line, the delisted free agent who was uh, at Carlton most recently and then prior to that at, at your old club. So Liam Jones will come in and, and play back. Uh, are you happy with that, Josh? Yeah, I think he'll do all right. And what about Rory Lobb? Will you get that deal done, do you reckon? Uh, I don't know if I really want more. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, they're two names uh, just off the top of my head that uh, that have absolutely been linked to your footy club, Josh. It would shore up some key position. Well, we depth. spoke we spoke about that last week about what Western Bulldogs need. We spoke about the key defender that we'd prefer that they were targeting, and yeah, Liam Jones is the perfect fit, as we know. Josh Dunkley's a big loss. That's mm. the one that, um, and the reigning club champion now walks out the door, unfortunately. But they'll be compensated in return. Um, and like you said, Lob um, can can help out with Norton and also uh, Eugle Hagen, Josh Bruce, Waitman in that forward line, Vandermeer. So I think uh, I think the Bulldogs, and of course we love the development of Sam Darcy. Where's he going to play oh. next year? Key back, key forward, Ruck? Who knows? Wherever the hell he wants, I reckon. Yeah, so the Western Bulldogs are going to bounce back strongly. We know they snuck into the eight on the last day this season, um, and I think they'll rebound even stronger yep. in 2023. I tend to agree with that. Good on you, Josh. Appreciate the call. Good luck to you and your Western Bulldogs next year. Harrison's over in Adelaide. Welcome to you, Harry. Hey, how's it going? Um, I've got some stuff around Jason Orn Francis. Obviously, he hasn't been happy at North Melbourne. It's pretty obvious. Um, I don't understand. Brady Rawlings has already came out and said that he's not going to take pick eight in the future first, which 
you'd expect Port to go back up the ladder next year. It wouldn't be for yep. another top ten pick. Yep. I just don't understand why they wouldn't wouldn't jump at it. Obviously, he's not he's not happy there, and he's obviously already admitted that he he wants to come to Port with obviously his dad with the links with that. But like, why why do you think they're not budging with that? Like, because that's two first round picks. It's probably what they need to rebuild again, I and mean, they're going to get Griffin Logue and a few others. Midfield's probably not where they're lacking at the moment. Like. It just it just blows my mind. Like, yeah, he didn't really do much this year. He hasn't proved anything yet. So, yeah, I don't know. Just, yeah, I don't understand why they wouldn't be jumping at it. Because, yeah. What do you guys think on it? Like, Oh, well, I'm after, if I'm North Melbourne, I'm after a lot more than that, uh, Harrison. But that's just me. I think as a number one pick with undoubted talent, you're not going to sort of downtrade to eight and a pick. Well, a future first round pick could be, could be anything. Could yeah. be picking the teens. I think it'll be between about eight and fourteen next year. I think Port Adelaide will will be in that sort of top four to top ten bracket, mm. um, and maybe even push higher. So, even when you say future first round pick, it might be late in the first round. So, yeah, yeah and I they had better be off that, they had better offers, uh, Harrison from from Adelaide only twelve months ago to do the deal, which was three first rounders and then a pick coming back the other way, which ended up being pick nineteen, I think. So it wasn't really three in the end; it was sort of two and a bit. But still, they've had better offers historically. So he's got a yep. year under his belt now, development-wise. As difficult as the year was for him, on top of all the the troubles he had and maybe a bit of trouble that he caused there at North Melbourne, I don't think you're doing that deal. Um, pick eight in the future first. You're wanting more back the other way, if it were me. That might lead us into something, though, Sando. Yep. Something that we do each and every day. So what's the deal for him then? What do you think? We can spitball, and I'm sure we will for days to come until this deal gets done. What do you think is a fair trade for Jason or Francis? Um, well, I like your deal the best so far, Sam, to be honest, which was um, which was the Oh, the George Yardies yeah, one? Yeah, yeah. But, but once again, you have to convince that player to go mm. uh, back to WA. I also like what Adam Cooney did this morning. I thought Adam Cooney might have nailed it as well. But once again, um, you have to convince Jack Graham to leave Richmond to go to North Melbourne, which – it might be a difficult uh, situation for Jack Graham to leave that big football club uh, next to the MCG to head down to North Melbourne. But I think it would be a reasonably difficult sell. But that's that's what I think. That's the only way I can see this getting done, which involves uh, North Melbourne, Port Adelaide and Richmond, which, as Adam Cooney said this morning, that North Melbourne would get pick eight, Jack Graham, a future, future first round pick and give up Horn Francis. Port Adelaide would get Horn Francis, but have to give up pick 8, 27, and a future first-round pick. Mm. And Richmond would get pick 27 and give up Jack Graham. I actually didn't mind that. That's pretty fair, isn't it? It's fair. It's fair. But, um, uh, yeah, once again, it's involving a third club and it's also involving a player that potentially does not want to come to your football club who's under contract. So mm. that, that's that's the sticking point. But I think what uh, what Adam Cooney did this morning, I thought, I thought was pretty fair when you're looking at where all the clubs involved in the trade would, would actually benefit from from the movement, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's a hard one because it's, it's, it's one thing to say, right, this is where I want to go. The player. It's another thing to actually get the deal done where, where the, the team that's giving him up is says, you know what, we don't want to get this player up, but it actually sounds pretty fair coming back yep. the other way. Even with the wing guard trade that got done a few years ago, who's a, who was a pick three for Port Adelaide, Port Adelaide picked up wing guard with pick three. And then a few years later, after he was, he had some really good seasons for for Port Adelaide. They gave up. Um, uh, obviously, Wingard went to Hawthorne. Hawthorne gave up pick fifteen, thirty five, 
a future fourth rounder and Ryan Burton, as you mentioned before, Sam. Uh, and Port Adelaide um, had to give up Wingard and a future third round pick. Mm. So at the time, a lot, of, a lot of Port Adelaide fans were thinking, how can you possibly give up Chad Wingard? He's a he's, he's former pick three, yeah. all Australian forward pocket, was kicking 40 goals plus each year. Looked like he might turn into a great midfielder. Um, and Port Adelaide traded him. Um, and that's what they thought was was fair coming back the other way. Ryan Burton, pick 15, pick 35, and a future fourth round pick. So sometimes you can look to the past to get clarity on what is fair. Um, but yeah, it feels like the, the Horn Francis deal. We're going to be debating this all week, I think. Yeah. Well, that, that, that Wingard pick, uh, that, sorry, the Wingard trade didn't get done. Well, it was one of those ones that got done in the final hours of the last day. It did. And I reckon as we sit here now, anyway, that's the more likely scenario that'll play out for Jason or Francis. I still think... As we sit here, it might be the two first rounders and a player will get thrown in, or something like that. Anyway, first rounder, a player, and something later on, depending on the caliber of the player. Yep. I think North will definitely ask. They'll go through their 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 A, B, C, and D, yep. and then Port Adelaide will have a decision to make. If if I was North Melbourne, I'd definitely be asking for a player back the other way because we know the state that list is in and the the experienced bodies they might need in there. Well, and- Sam, I think I think what they would do, what what Port Adelaide's list management committee would do, was look up is just analyze Port Adelaide's current list. And look at those former Melbourne players, you know, in their still very much in their development years, sort of you know nineteen to twenty two, twenty three. Yeah. Um, and yeah, get on get on the phone to their manager mm-hmm. and just say, this this is where you're going to come and, and be a future premiership player. Now work the phones. 100%. The hard thing is 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 in um, you know we know that Alastair Clarkson's had to step down while the investigation um, carries out. That doesn't help North Melbourne. Um, and I, could, I was just thinking then, Sam. I could, I wonder who made that phone call to Alastair Clarkson that said Jason Horn Francis is is requesting a trade. That would have been a difficult phone call That's to make. That's a good point. I don't think it would have been Jason Horn Francis, or maybe maybe he did. Well, I mean, the, eventually it'll come out, but. Yeah, that's, that would have been a tough phone call to make to Alastair Clarkson, wouldn't it? With everything else he's got going on, absolutely. Steve's in Fraser Eyes. He wants to talk about Jason or Francis and uh, some trade concepts we've been throwing around. Welcome, Stevie. Yeah, g'day, guys. How are you? We're well. Good. Okay, I've got one for Jason Horn Francis. So, North Melbourne received Port Adelaide's first pick and their future first and Xavier Dersma. Mm. Yeah. Who used to be a first-round pick. Yeah, yeah. So these are the sort of deals, Steve, anyway, that I think North Melbourne will push for. Now, whether Xavier Dersma will want to go for that is, a, is, a, is another question altogether. But I think we're gonna, there's going to be a few versions of this deal that so we'll what, process through. So what will happen, Sam, with that, if you want to convince a player, is that the club that he goes to, so um, if we're saying that he's going to go to North Melbourne, then the, he'd want extra length on his contract and more money. Now, yep. that's I know sounds greedy for... Yeah. But, yeah, if you're asking me to leave a football club where I feel like I'm... No, let's call I'm it content. as it is. He's yeah. going to need an incentive to That's go. That's right. You're going to be you're going to need the incentive. So you need you need more money in your contract and you need a longer term. So, um, unfortunately, that's what is involved in these things. And uh, if you want to convince a player... And, and typically what happens, Sam, is a player will go to a new club. It'll take him a few weeks to settle in and then he'll, he'll be fine. Mm. There's not many examples where players get traded and, and hate where they get traded to. It's It's... Footy clubs are fantastic environments. Whether you're first on the ladder or 18th on the ladder, there's, there's, um, there is uh, a fantastic um, enjoyment of being involved. Every day you go to work with 45 people aged between the ages of 18 and 32, and yeah, you get to train for footy and play on the weekends. It's a, it's a, it's a pretty good environment to be involved. In. Sounds pretty good to me. Braden's with us in Melton. G'day, Braden. Uh, hey guys. Um. I'll... 
I, I have a potential three-team trade. Yep. Uh, so Port Adelaide would get Jason Horn francis The Adelaide Crows will receive North Melbourne's future second-round pick, and North Melbourne will receive pick eight, the future first from Port Adelaide, and Matt Crouch. What do you think of that? Yeah, it's interesting. The So Adelaide are giving up Matt Crouch and getting back a future second. Was that it? I think that was it. I think they're giving up pick eight too, aren't they? No. No. Port Adelaide. Port Adelaide's pick eight. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, don't mind it, Braden. Don't mind it. Um, that's all. We can throw it in the mix. Don't mind a little bit of mega trade. We can blur the lines. Coons won't be happy, but happy to include it in here. Yep. Uh, Brad's in Cooey, you're up. Hello, Bradley. Hey, gun boys. Um, I just don't understand. It's quite absurd, I feel, that North would be wanting... Two first rounders for Horn Francis. Why do you say that? Watching, he looks lazy. He looks slow. He's not your typical midfielder to me. That you know, he doesn't. He doesn't have all the endurance and the speed to me. I don't think he's worth two first rounders. It's quite absurd. Well, Brad, what of what what is to be said of a player being happy is in in his environment? What if he was settled, happy in his environment, at a place that he wanted to be at? Surely there's uh, surely there's some scope to see some significant upside. I'm not as <laughs> glass half empty on him as you are, but well, Sam, can I just jump in there for a sec? Because I I did this year for um, for SEN uh, AFL Nation. I mm. did the round three. I think it was round three game between the Swans and North Melbourne uh, when they pushed them. And Callum Mills was tagging Jason Horn Francis in his third game. That was the impact he had at the start of the year. And yes, there were some challenges for Horn Francis throughout the season, and we know now that he. He must have had his mind settled on being somewhere else. Um, and, yes, he didn't have a great finish to the season. However, but um, uh, this is a young man who was the best player in the – who was the best 18-year-old in Australia this time last year. They said year. he was a generational talent. Those yep. that watched him closely said, we, we, we are in for something super special. Well, his first couple of games for North Melbourne last year – this year were outstanding. And like I said, I think it was round three or four, he was getting tagged by Callum Mills when mm. they played the Sydney Swans up at the SCG. So – yeah, like you said, if it's, it's, if you're settled, if you're um, if you feel like you're going to play your best footy, I think anything's possible for this young man. What's the deal? It was for Ego Power Tools? Think outside with your Ego Power Plus fifty six volt battery range of outdoor power equipment. That's what's the deal. But what if there is no deal? What if there's a stalemate? What if a trade doesn't get done? It's happened many times before, Sando. You've gone back through the archives to pull out a few names and players for us. And what happens next? We'll explore those after this break on Trade Afternoons for McDonald's and McSpicy Range at Macca's. Can you handle the heat? This is Continental Tyres, AFL Trade Radio. Continental Tyres, engineered in Germany and proven in Australia. Trade Afternoons for McDonald's. The McSpicy Range at Macca's. Can you handle the heat? A trade news update for Beaumont Tiles. Hey, Tylers, need stock fast? Beaumont Tiles are ready to help with over 115 outlets stocked up. Monitoring the old fax machine there at AFL House Sando, waiting for deals on Liam Jones, Bobby Hill, who uh, is said to be being processed at the moment. Blake Akers is another one we thought might go through today as well on this first day of the trade period. The free agency deals as well. Jack Gunston may or may not be involved there. And then there's Dan McStay, uh, the long-reported uh, move from Brisbane to Collingwood. And when that might happen, uh, Andrew Thorburn has been appointed Essendon CEO, according to Mitch Cleary, Channel 7. Thorburn, of course, uh, currently leading Essendon's external review. And Essendon have uh, confirmed their interest in Jack Bowes and pick number seven. Jack Bowes, after a weekend of meet and greets, 
Um, Geelong still the favourite, and he's gone away with a big decision to make on his future Jack Bowes, where he wants to play and who's going to get that pick seven uh, offered by the Gold Coast Suns. Tylers, you need stock fast? Well, Beaumont Tiles are ready to help. 115 outlets are stocked up. This is Trade Afternoon. Sam Edmund joined by Brenton Sanderson on a Monday afternoon. And Sando, what if the deal doesn't happen? It's a, it's almost yeah. inconceivable to think it now, but history says, and recent history, that it, that it happens. Yeah, well, I was driving in today, Sam, and I put myself in the shoes of North Melbourne fans today, and then... I came up with this. I, I thought, let's let's make a stand, okay? Like, we've been down the bottom for a couple of years now um, and things haven't gone our way. And now the player that we selected with our first pick last year, one year into a two-year deal, has asked for a trade. So I, I'm suggesting, what if North Melbourne say, no, we're going to hold you to your contract? Now, that might seem crazy, but there's there's a lot of examples of, of really high-end talent um, who couldn't get a trade done or their trade request was not approved by the club and they had to stay and went on to great success. So give us some names. Well, we can start anywhere, but let's start with <laughs> Dunkley, who uh, Josh Dunkley, who we know is going to Brisbane now. Yeah. But a couple of years ago, requested a trade to Essendon. And the sticking point was the Bulldogs wanted two top 10 picks. Yeah. Um, and we went through all the trade period, and then the deal could not get done. They were so resolute, the Western yep. Bulldogs, from day one to the last day. And they said that might be an unfair deal for some people, but guess what? He's in contract. The price is whatever we say it is. Spot on. So if we don't get it, we're not giving it. And, and that's, that's the thing, Sam. He's under contract, Jason Horn francis um, Now, Josh Dunkley, he's a great character. He's a, he's a great kid. He goes on and, and has two Knuckles really good down. years and wins the club champion award this year. So... Could you see Jason Horn Francis coming back and doing what Josh Dunkley did? Yeah, he could. He could. If you, if you have that, I know he's he's a little bit younger, so a little bit little bit less mature. But why not? Why not just say, hey, um, Jason, we we will allow the trade to go through at the end of next year. Okay, if you still want to go home to Port Adelaide next year, um, we'll get a trade done for you. But you're under contract. Let's stay here. Let's try and win the club champion award next year and let's show, let's show us what you got and let's show a little bit of character, a little bit of loyalty. And what if you weren't able to get the same price back the other way, given the players out of contract? Time. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, and I'll just run through a few more, Sam, yes. just quickly. So Ryan O'Keefe, who won a Norm Smith medal. That's a famous one. For the Sydney Swans in a grand final, only two years after requesting a trade to Hawthorne. Mm. Okay. Um, Bryce Gibbs did something similar when he was at Carlton. He eventually got to Adelaide. Um, at the time, it was the same as Dunkley. Uh, the I'm looking at Steve Silvani outside now. So yep. he he was the one that he held, yep. and Bryce Gibbs came back and yep. had and a carbon copy year. Yeah. 590 disposals, 590 disposals, 18 goals, 17 goals. This is after requesting a trade back to Adelaide Crows. And then they still got the two first-rounders, Carlton. They wanted two first-rounders and didn't get it the first year. Bryce Gibbs comes back and has a carbon copy year, Sam, as you said. So good character. It shows good maturity. Um, the trade doesn't get done, but the player stays and has a great season. Papley, Tom Papley from the Sydney Swans, um, just over twelve months ago, wanted to come to the Sydney. I uh, wanted to come Carlton. from the Sydney Swans mm. to Carlton. Okay, the deal doesn't get done, and Papley was fantastic this year. And Buddy was involved there as well. That was yep. that was one of those ones. Yeah, another one for uh, Cats fans out there in West Coast. Tim Kelly um, requested a trade after getting selected by Geelong. Had a great year. Uh, requested a trade back to the West Coast Eagles. Geelong said exactly what I just said before. You can go in 12 months' time, but you're under contract. 
we want you to stay um, with us for another 12 months and then we'll, we're, we're happy to get a, get a trade done when you're out of contract. Tim Kelly has a fantastic season for mm-hmm. Geelong and Geelong get, get back two first-round picks. That was an impressive one because, as we know at the time, Tim Kelly had all sorts of family um, yep. you know, logistical issues, health issues, kids and the like that went far beyond football yep. and yet Geelong still held him. Put the support around him as yep. best they could. But that was a big call from a football so there's, club. There's a lot of examples there, Sam, where, where these young men have requested a move. It hasn't got done. They've remained and been excellent in that following year. Now, I know you're going to say, well, what about when it goes pear-shaped? What about the ones where you <laughs> Yeah, you're giving me the good ones. Okay, there's a bad one, okay? Okay. There's one that didn't go so well, and that was Cam McCarthy, who was at the Giants and requ- requested a trade back to Fremantle. And the Giants dug their heels in and said, sorry, Cam, you've got a year to go on your contract. Mm. Um, we want you to stay. Now, unfortunately, what happened then for the Giants fans is Cam McCarthy called their bluff and sat out of footy. He didn't play footy for 12 months. That's amazing. That is the nuclear option, isn't it? Yeah, then that's, uh, I guess, what North fans would potentially be nervous about is if... Surely not. If Jason Horn Francis says, okay, well, I'll just sit out here for 12 months. And But, yeah, I, that's the only time. And unfortunately for, for, for um, Cam McCarthy, he did eventually get the trade that he required. He ended up at Fremantle and... I think he's now, um, or he's, he's definitely not on Fremantle's list. But my concern would be that if he he's made to stay, how toxic could the situation become? Yeah. We saw that it was teetering on that at times this year. Well, he has to be all in, Sam. It's it's the only thing that, and and whether he's at that age and that level of maturity, and mm. um, he's just got to if if the if the deal doesn't get done, and like I said, if you you give it twelve months and you say we'll get two first round picks for you next year, and you can go to Port Adelaide, but we want to honour, well, I want you to honour your contract. We selected you in the draft with pick one. Let's just give it everything you possibly got. Let's have a great season, and then you can go with our blessing. But it, it doesn't always work out Yeah, exactly it's possible. Hope, it is It is possible. Because, it's not all doom and gloom for yeah. North fans. Though. And they could still use this to their advantage, especially if pick two is coming back. Um, they, they, they lose um, Horn Francis, but then they've got pick one and two if, if they can get West Coast involved somehow. Drive like a hard mentioned. bargain. Yeah, Drive a hard bargain. There's a way you, you can really build your list yep. here with top-end talent for sustained success. But already the language out of North Melbourne is they're open to the deal, whereas that's a lot different to Sam Powell when Josh Dunkley wanted out. They yep. were resolute on it's not happening, it's not happening. Yep. Already North Melbourne are saying they're open to it. So we'll, we'll see how it plays out anyway. Uh, Dave's in Melton who's been waiting a long time. He wants to talk about Collingwood's ruck situation, I think. G'day, Dave. G'day, boys. How you doing? Great show. Listen, I hear all the talk down Collingwood that one of the reasons, I know it's a salary dump, but one of the other reasons is they want to bring in this young bloke from Senegal who's absolutely smashing it in the ruck this season. Do you know anything about that? Oh, is this the bar- the basketballer from Senegal, is it not? Bas- yeah, he's a seven-footer. Yeah, the scholar, the international rookie scholarship, yeah, Sando. He's still, he's still probably, and I'm just going to have a stab at it here, he might be three or four years away from playing AFL footy because he's... Basiro Faye we're talking about. He didn't he didn't play any VFL games this year, but he's playing... I think he got a concession to play some some local footy or some... Yeah, for the Oakley Chargers. That's right. He played... Um, uh, he got a, a, a special concession to play with the Oakley Chargers. Um, but he's still a long way off. Yeah, yeah. But when you talk about their ruck situation, so you lose Brody Grundy. Um, you've got Darcy Cameron as your first ruck. Mason Cox as your second ruck, who's 30 plus. Um, but yeah, you've got young Aiden Begg. Um, who's a developing um, ruckman, and Nathan Kruger, who can mm. go into the ruck and have an impact too. So I know Collingwood fans are a little bit nervous about losing such a top-end talent of Brodie Grundy, um, dual Copeland Trophy winner. But, yeah, they're, they're, they're sort of slowly building their stocks, um, Collingwood. But mm. 
they won't have, and the, these boys won't mind won't mind me saying this. They're, they probably haven't. Well, they wouldn't call themselves A grade ruckmen, but they're they they're they're not far off. Those boys. They're gonna they're gonna develop into into really handy ruckmen for Collingwood. Now, another another name for you who was held to his contract and knuckled down and did a superb job is a topical name this time round. It's Rory Lobb. So from twelve months ago, good call. Wanted We've to get to the Giants. Rory Lobb. Yeah, yeah, well done. And had one of the the great seasons for a ruck forward out of his out of the current crop this year. Yep. He was his stats stack up as as yeah. well as anyone. Well, it's his the most goals he's kicked in a season. I know he um, he's. He's split time between the ruck and forward, but this year he was more forward, obviously because Sean Darcy's the number one ruck across at Frio. But it's a great call, Sam. Um, another great example of a of a player who's held to his contract and and has a has a almost a career season. Cameron is in Bo Morris. He wants to talk about uh, Josh Dunkley, who's trying to get up to the Brisbane Lions. How are you, Cam? Hey boys, how are you going? Um, yeah, I've got three questions. Um, who would you say is Brisbane's number one priority in the draft? And I'll, I'll ask the questions, and if you want to go through and answer them. So Brisbane's number one priority in the draft. Um, in the deal between the Dogs and Brisbane, who's more desperate? Who's likely to blink first? And um, can you discuss any other players in, in, in history that have been walked to the draft? So if Sam Power decides that it's not going to happen and he walks Dunkley to the draft, what does Dunkley have in store for him there? I can't see that happening in this situation, Cam, because Brisbane are so far back in the order there. It would be hard for Josh Dunkley to, to navigate his way through. Like, to give you an example, uh, Jack Martin, for example, who who Carlton and Gold Coast had a, a fierce standing off over a couple of years ago, and Carlton, in the end, were able to, to tailor that contract to get him through in the draft when a trade couldn't be struck. Um, oh, look, he's out of contract, Josh Dunkley. I don't, I'm not sure if it'll get to a who blinks first scenario for mine. I think the deal will... Will get done a lot different to when a player's in contract, but he commands a significant price, and I think yeah. it's been lost. Just how good of a player he is! Very good player, yeah. Um, and and Brisbane are going to have to get creative because, as we said many many times over, they've got those father sons that are looking to come in in the draft. And the first part of the question too, Sam, was what are they target in the draft? Yeah. Well, yeah. they have pick. Well, they don't have pick one, but they have the best player in the nation, and that's Will Ashcroft, who's um, we we hear is going to be. Straight into that Brisbane midfield next year and be very um, and be very good. Other preseason draft walkers. Nick Stevens wanted to get to Collingwood. That's right. He got walked to the draft. Ended up at Carlton, who That's were right. at a low ebb at the time. And Jade Rawlings, Jade the Blade, coming through. Um, so it has happened. It's rare, of course, but it has happened and it does happen. I think with this case, though, you'd be absolutely stunned if yeah. it got to that. Um, so much work has gone into getting Josh Dunkley um, to make a commitment to Brisbane. You'd be staggered if it didn't come to pass. Uh, we better get to a break. But on the other side, Liam, Tom, Ned, sit tight. You're all welcome to have your say, which we always prioritise here on Trade Afternoons for McDonald's and McSpicy Range at Maccas. Can you handle the heat? If you want to give us a holler, you can do so on one 48 you're listening to Continental Tyres, AFL Trade Radio, those beautiful Continental Tyres. They're engineered in Germany and they're proven in Australia. Trade Afternoons for McDonald's, the McSpicy Range at Macca's. Can you handle the heat? What's happened to that paperwork that was being lodged <laughs> for Bobby Hill? Is it the old carrier pigeon just dropping <laughs> that one off or something? We're on the old snail mail or something. What's going on? What happened to the waterfall of trades we're going to have on day one, Sando? Well, well the I, day is young. I, I just asked you, saying, because I actually didn't know. When, when does it finish? And I know we have had some exciting finishes, haven't we? I'd, I'd love to be in studio when... Or deadline day is exciting. When the bell oh. sounds, yeah, and they're all rushing to the old. Oh. Well, in the old days, it was the fax machine. Who 
There's some great stories. I, I better yep. dig them up yep. where the facts wouldn't go through. And... Facts Machine Hall of Fame stories. Yeah, okay. yeah we'll find go. that out. The deadline day ones that they thought, mm, it's only a couple of minutes late. We'll let it go. Through. The old fax machines. I wonder, yeah. Does anyone still have a fax machine? I don't, I don't think so. The facsimile. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Um, the deadline day a couple of years ago with the Trelaw one and all those moves, that was yep. enormous. And a couple of them went right to the last yep. minute. In fact, I think – Adam Trelaw was one done in the final minute of the trade period that year. That one was uh, much talked about and much debated. Uh, we've opened the lines here on uh, trade afternoons for McDonald's and McSpicy Range at Maccas. Can you handle the heat? That's the question around the McSpicy Range. And Liam is in Adelaide, and he's got Isaac Rankin on his mind. How are you, Liam? Good, and yourself? We're well here. Good to hear. Um, just a quick question, obviously, with um, Horn Francis wanting to go to Port. Is there an opportunity to trade our first-round pick next year rather than pick five and go for someone like Matthias Philippou in a draft? I think we're just really lacking someone that's over 190. You look at all the good midfielders in the comp, Bont, uh, Clayton, Patrick Cripps, they're all over 190. They can, the big, we're all 180-centimetre players in our midfield. I think we just need to change it up. Is that a possibility? Well, so, Liam, you're saying keep pick five if you're at Adelaide, but how do you get Isaac Rankin in? That's what Is that what you're asking at the moment? Yeah, so first-round pick next year rather right. than pick five. Um, no, well, I don't know. We don't, it's a question I haven't put to the Gold Coast, to be honest. I just know that they want to... They want a high price for uh, for Isaac Rankin. I think they've got their eyes set on, on pick five land, but it's not a question that I've asked the Suns. Yeah, they probably wouldn't get done only because they'd want that pick now, I think. They'd, they'd want to activate that and you you lose a player that's done four years development or three or four years development. I think they would want that pick now and, and activate it. Yeah. And, and the other thing, sorry, uh, Sano and Liam, is that the Suns are giving away pick seven, pick which seven, at the moment right. is yep. their first pick. So they see that as, well, they have to shell, um, you know, uh, get rid of bows and pick seven, but then they at least move up the order via Rankin to pick five from the Crows. So yep. that's probably what they're looking at at the moment. So perhaps um, unlikely. Liam, Liam is right, though. We, we did discuss the Crows on Friday that they do need that, that taller, big-bodied midfielder. Mm. They, they are too much of the same in the midfield at the moment. So he's spot on with that. I wonder if the Crows would be served to pick up the phone and ring Jack Graham. Why wouldn't the Crows pick up the phone and ring Jack Graham's management and say, well, you're clearly open to a move back home to South Australia. We've got pick 23. A deal will be done in a heartbeat. Here's what we've got plenty of room in the cap. We've got a midfielder coming in at the age of 24. He could be there for another eight years. Why wouldn't they pick up the phone to Jack Graham? The Crows. Yeah, they could. They should. They should. Uh, Tom's in Sunshine. Welcome to you, Tom. G'day, guys. Uh, First time caller, long time listener. Good to have you, Tommy. I've got a question about... I've got a question about Jack Bowe. So I think it's ludicrous, firstly, that he's willing to split his salary over four years, which smells like he's already got Geelong and that salary cap under control there. But um, if you're Dodoro saying he's a high priority, why wouldn't you give him his two years at 850 and then tack on another two after that at 400? Um, Essendon had the salary cap and, and uh, Brad Scott's come out and said that there's going to be no stop gaps, but rather some people building from the bottom. So... It kind of fits that bill. Well, they might, they might, Tom. Essendon might very well do exactly what you've described. Why is it ludicrous that he should be able to to, to spread his money? He's shown enough in the past that he's more. I don't think he's going to be out of the league in two years. I think he'll. he'll he, I would. I would rather take the eight fifty over two, and then try and get a deal after the two. Mm, years. That's the fear, though, to be honest, because I know the Gold Coast feel they've seen enough of the player. Um, as optimistic as Geelong might be that they can unlock something there, that's certainly not the case at the Gold Coast, Tom. So if you're Jack Bowes, you're thinking, well, my career could be over in two years, 
But I go to a club like Geelong with all the obvious attractiveness that that club presents, and I can double the length of my career at a minimum to four years. And they'll pay him a little bit more. He won't do twice the work for that contract. They will tack a little bit onto it, the Cats. But I think it's a it's a no-brainer if I'm Jack Bowes as well, to yeah. be honest. No, you're right. And I... And Tom does make a good point. And I, I, I did like the, the press conference. I, no, it wasn't a press conference. I did like when Adrian Dodoro, like he was adamant that yeah. Bose is someone that they would be targeting. I, yeah. He had that glint in his eye, didn't he, that uh, they were going to really push for it. And, and the cats are the same. They've got a bit of a, it uh, feels like they've got a little bit of a new breath of fresh air yeah. after Brad Scott got announced last Friday. Um, it looks like they've... They're ready to go, the Bombers. They're going to go after some players here. It's going to be exciting to watch. Good on you, Tom. Great to have you on the line. Ned's up in uh, Steak and Kidney, up in Sydney there. How are you, Neddy? Hello, I'm good, thanks. How are you? What's on your mind, Ned? Um, I was just curious about, like, I know there's a lot of, I know everyone's talking about Jason Paul Francis. I was just wondering, what's going on with Cozzy Pickett and Radigalier? I know they're, um, they want to go to Port, I think. Well, not Cozzy Pickett, but I don't know. Well, with Cozzy, um, Port Adelaide were definitely interested. Now we know they're going down the Jason Horn Francis path, so that ship yep. would have sailed. And in any event, Tim Lamb, I saw the Melbourne list manager today, said any talk about Cozzy leaving is absolutely ludicrous. We love Cozzy. Cozzy loves us. There's been no discussion about that. So I think we can put that one to bed, despite Port having a, a real interest in him over the long term. And, and Sando, the other player I've mentioned was, just escape me. Uh, who else did you say there, Ned? Uh, uh, Radigalia. Radigalia. Oh, Sava Radigalia, yeah, who has a year to run on the contract at Geelong Sando. And he's a bit fair bit down the pecking order there, but we know that he met with Port Adelaide as well. So, Port, gee, Port have been busy. Yeah. Real yeah. busy. No, I like, I like the way they go about it, Port. They're really um, not aggressive. They're not even ruthless, but they are. They don't leave any stone unturned when it comes to making their list better. Mm-hmm. And like I said at the top of the program, uh, Jason Cripps, who runs their list over there, does a fantastic job. Um, he's He's constantly looking for ways to make Port Adelaide better and – they didn't have a great year this year, Port Adelaide, but I think they'll be one of the sides that bounce back really hard next year. Chris is in Adelaide. Uh, Jason or Francis, all the talk last night and today on this first day of the trade period. Chris, what's your take on it all? Yeah, g'day, guys. I'm just curious how we um, got into Adelaide and through without the media knowing and mm-hmm. they were all over the Graham incident. And also, how come more clubs aren't after pick seven and bows? Um, well, there's a lot of clubs interested in pick seven and, and bow. So Hawthorne are, um, North Melbourne are, uh, Essendon are, Geelong are, St Kilda were. There's, there's a heap of clubs interested in that deal and, and for good reason. And I can't answer the other question. I wondered that myself. No, it's Jason it, went back earlier. For, no, we heard, we heard um, Chris Davies mm. say before, and he, he mentioned when I was coaching Adelaide the same thing. Um, what happened would be the list manager would be, it would almost be in his diary like once a month, for example, just to just to reach out to um, Horn Francis's manager and just say, how's he going? How's everything been? Uh-huh. You know, we, we love him. We're tracking him. Um, if there's ever any interest that he potentially would want to come home, please call me. So there's no direct phone call with the actual player. It's just with the player's manager. So the manager would then speak to the player and say, oh, I got a phone call today from Port. They just said to send their regards, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but Chris is asking... How come the meeting wasn't caught on camera when all these others are known? As soon as they meet their public knowledge, well, how's that been? Able to he's probably been down to yeah. Albert a million times yeah. and been through that facility, and he would have, um, yeah, he would have had opportunities to play at Alberton when he was playing playing for South Adelaide mm. in the SANFL. So they probably didn't feel like it was necessary to meet the coach or to 
to two of the facilities. He, um, as Chris Davies said, it's been probably a phone call with his player manager, just checking in, making sure that uh, just a gentle reminder that you're always welcome at the Port Adelaide Football Club. But you're right, Chris. They have done well to keep it secret. And Kane Corn yeah. saying uh, first thing this morning on the early trade with Matty Lloyd that uh, Jason or Francis had met with Ken Hinckley and the like about a week ago. So it has stayed under wraps for quite some time. Robert's in uh, Perth before we get to uh, our final break on Trade Afternoons. Welcome to you, Rob. Oh, hi, guys. Uh, yeah, I was just wondering how you see Fremantle getting the trade done for Jackson. To me, it seems uh, unlikely. We've what, what Fremantle's got to trade. Yeah. So the, the state of play as of last night with this one, Rob, is that Fremantle had committed to giving two first-round draft picks. So they were going to give Melbourne pick 13, and they were going to give them next year's first-rounder for Luke Jackson. Now, the sticking point, again, as of last night, was Fremantle wanting something back the other way. Now, some people will say, how could Melbourne not um, accept yeah. that? And how could Melbourne not be getting more back? But when you go back through the history of first round um, double double first round has been given for players, there's always a sweetener at the back end, whether it be a second or a third rounder or a swap of third and fourth rounders. Yep. So the small change is a sticking point at the moment, to be honest with you, Rob. I think the nuts and bolts are there, the two first rounders. Yep. It's at the back end of the exchange, Sando, that they're haggling over at the moment. Yeah, and I, I, we, we expect that deal to be done. And exactly what you just said, Sam, that expect some, some stuff to happen at the back or a player at the back that um, – exactly what we said with the Chad Wingard trade, which uh, involved pick 15, 35, a future fourth um, and Ryan Burton. So mm. there might be something similar like that, that we, that will eventually get done with the, with the lob deal. Gets done though, Rob. Uh, don't worry about that. Uh, Luke Jackson will be playing for Fremantle next year. Um, and also don't worry about um, this other stuff needing to happen at Fremantle at Logue and Tucker and Akers needing to get done first and the like. This is running separate to that. It's just a significant deal and one that will take a little bit of time. McDonald's have powered us here on Trade Afternoons and McSpicy Range at Maccas. Can you handle the heat? And it is a big day today on Continental Tires AFL Trade Radio. I see the late trade boys are in the house. Uh, Damo's here, Sando. Uh, David Noble is here as well. He'll be great listening in light of what's happening at the moment with Jason Horn Francis a little bit later on and Steve Silvani, of course, in the house as well. Continental Tires, they're engineered in Germany and proven in Australia. Trade Afternoons for McDonald's, the McSpicy range at Macca's. Can you handle the heat? Yes, yeah, certainly. He's probably a high priority for us. Um, he's someone that we've tracked over the last couple of years, so it's just not been something that we've thought about over the last uh, couple of days. Uh, we, we have a need for a big inside mid, and he, we think he's got the scope um, to really help us. That's Adrian Dodoro, Essendon uh, list boss. Take a ticket and get in line when it comes. He sounds confident. Though, Jack Bowes, yeah. he's a little twinkle well, like in that. his eye. I like that. Why not? Why not just come out in the media and say this is the player we want? It's what we need. We're going to go after him. I like it. There were a lot of happy people when Brad Scott was appointed coach at Essendon, but I reckon Adrian might have been right at the top of the tree. Yep. Because he's operating with both hands tied behind his back with no coach. Yeah, that's right. Now he's finally got someone in and no and no CEO either. So both of those have got done. Friday and Monday, it's great. I don't know how you're supposed to attract players to your club without those pillars in yep. place, but they are now, and there's a real interest in Jack Bowes. Uh, you'd think Essendon would be able to pay more than Geelong, just on the surface of things, but Jack Bowes with a big decision to make, one that he hasn't made as yet. Fremantle list boss David Wall spoke this morning as well. He was asked what the situation was with the contracted ruck forward Rory Lobb. Peter Bell's been strong on it. The Dogs maintain an interest there. Rory Lobb wants to play for the Dogs. This was David Walls as of this morning on Rory Lobb. 
um, every intention to keep him, Rory. Um, the press release that you spoke about, like our position hasn't changed since then. Uh, he's contracted. Um, yeah, like I say, guys that are 207 centimetres that kick two goals a game, go into the ruck of that rare. We've got a young, tall forward line, so he's uh, crucial to us. So, um, yeah, I don't see a way in which we're trading Rory. It's all that vision. He's either a very, very good poker player or yeah. he absolutely means it. Yeah, interesting, isn't he? He's a good operator too, Wolsey. He's um, been at Fremantle for a while and, yeah, he knows, he knows how to get deals done as well. Breaking news, uh, as tweeted by Daniel Cherney, Coach Sports, as flag trades for Bobby Hill and Tim Taranto are going through. That Bobby Hill one, we told you, the carrier pigeon was just a, a little yep. bit slow to take off. Uh, Hilda Collingwood, we know that for a future second. And a swap, though, Daniel Cherney says, of this year's third rounders. GWS will get picks 12 and 19, Daniel says, uh, for Taranto from Richmond. So the two are high-end picks there. And then the Tigers will need to strike a deal with GWS for Jacob Hopper. Would it be a future pick involved there? Uh, would there be a player being involved there as well? So all those things being worked out um, on this, the opening day of the trade period. Uh, just before we break, uh, Sando, we might have enough time just quickly to get to Rob in Broken Hill, who's been hanging on the line. Welcome, Rob. G'day, boys. How are we doing? We're well. Yeah, good. Uh, just a couple of quick ones. Uh, with the players that the Pies are picking up, um, how many of them do you think would fit into the best 22? And if that's the case, who would miss out, considering the success, the success they had this year? And just to touch on Geordie Dugowie, with him signing, I just hope on a personal level they don't try and offload him after a couple of years like they did Grundy and Trelaw. Mm, mm, mm. Um, well, it's competition for spots will be on over summer, no doubt about that. I mean, Dan McStay's coming in to fill the need straight away. If they get Tom Mitchell in, then it'd be pretty hard to leave him out for round one, I would have thought. Uh, Bobby Hill um, comes with some real upside as well, but they've got a, a, quite a few players in that position. Just competition for spots, Sando, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And the other one is Frampton, who they've been into as well. Fiorini, half the competition's yeah. going to Colin. Yeah, it'll be – I mean, you'd expect McStay to come straight into that forward line. He probably would be competing for a spot with a player like Will Hoskin-Elliott. Um, we've heard about Ollie Henry requesting a trade as well back to Geelong, but he couldn't find his, his way into that best 22 by the end of the year. So maybe Bo McCreary might be another one who'd be fighting for a spot with Bobby Hill and – um, although McStay is a different a different player, Ash Johnson, who we saw come into the forward line mm. this year and be be very good. I don't think Ginnivan's going anywhere. I don't think Jamie Elliott, and I don't think Brody Majek. I think they're locks in that forward line. Um, the other one, though, Tom Mitchell. You probably we would say uh, Taylor Adams has missed a fair bit of uh, this season with injury, and we know that Scott Pendlebury, although he's going again, would be coming to the twilight of his career um, and played a variety of roles, wing mm. and half back. Still side bottom, found himself mostly on the wing this season. Um, but it just probably means guys like Finn McRae, Caleb Poulter, Trent Bianco, they're going to have to keep fighting for their spot. But they're building some great depth for Magpies. They are indeed. It's been trade afternoons for McDonald's and McSpicy Range at Macca's. The question is, can you handle the heat? The late trade up next. They are bringing the heat. We've got Sauce, we've got Nobes, and we've got uh, Damien Barrett as well. Sando, beautifully done today. Uh, thank you, Sam. See you tomorrow. Off the back of your monster truck uh, appearance yeah. at the weekend. And we'll see you tomorrow. We'll be back at 1 o'clock on Trade Afternoons. Have yourself a good Arvo. We'll see you tomorrow. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.